This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Boston Balls. Hey, we're looking at the NFL draft. Obviously, it's coming up here very, very shortly on Thursday. Uh, at night, the first round, but uh, the bigger part of the draft actually beyond the first round, even with the Lions having two picks, is the later rounds. And if you look at the progress that the Lions made, it wasn't just because of Aiden Hutchinson and Penny Sewell since the new regimes come in with Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell and all those folks. Uh, it's been a little bit later in the draft as well. We were talking about players like Amara St. Brown, who there's no way he lasts past the first round if there's a redraft and he was taken in the fourth round. You know about Kirby Joseph. You know about uh, Malcolm Rodriguez. You know about James Houston. Uh, and the fortunes of those players really have played a big part in the turnaround that the Lions have had uh, to get to nine wins and in a conference and in a division uh, that is faltering. No more Aaron Rodgers. It's official now. Uh, the Lions uh, have a lot at stake in this draft, and it's beyond the sixth pick overall in 18. I'm joined by Evan Jenkins, all the time by Evan Jenkins, the webmaster, uh, not rocking his uh, usual Spartan hat today, but you can't see him anyway, but he's got his Tigers hat on because they won a game, and he's happy about it. But, uh, Evan, uh, it's it's about time. Let, let's get to the draft. I agree. I mean, we've only been talking about it for how many months now? Since January, essentially. So let's get going. I mean, and Pat, I hate to say it, you got a lot to live up to. I think you've been nailing draft picks left and right. <laughs> yeah, I have. I have. And I, and I, got, I got an outlier uh, this year as uh, a player that at six that I, I think has gotten people upset every time I say it. Uh, their head starts to spin, and they'll try to come up with everybody, even another cornerback beside the one that I have in Christian Gonzalez. But I don't know what they're going to do, Evan. I, a couple times in the past, I had a real good idea because I had inside information. I have no inside information on this pick. It's just uh, I'm, I'm telling you what I think they should do. And just to repeat it from previous podcasts, because it hasn't changed uh, since our last podcast, but my, my, my four guys, uh, five guys, basically, uh, that are first on my board, Will Anderson, uh, Christian Gonzalez, uh, Pete Skorunski, uh, Paris Johnson. I've kind of added him in there. I really like him as a potential pick for the Lions, and I think he's being a little undervalued on mock drafts. And then B. John Robinson. And, of course, with Robinson, you got to factor in the running back position. Uh, compared to other picks. And the reason the two offensive linemen, who I think are outstanding, they're both tackles, but they both are, they project as guards. And it would give them some protection if something happened to one of the Lions starting tackles, uh, Sewell or Decker. And those guys are so very, very key to what they're doing. If something happens to one of one of their tackles, you need a replacement for them. Right now, they really don't have one uh, that could go outside and do that. So I like those guys. 
Uh, Anderson, I would take him in two seconds. He would be like Micah Parsons, a wrecking ball. You could move him all over the place. He's 253 pounds, so he's bigger than Nolan Smith, who's another outstanding prospect in Georgia. And uh, you could use him in that regard. He, he'd be very good. I'm not sold on Tyree Wilson for the Lions pick, not because I don't think he's really good, but he's a stand-up edge linebacker at college. He didn't put his hand in the ground that much. So I think the perception of him is a little off, but he's definitely somebody that could come into play. And, of course, there's the Jalen Carter factor uh, there. Uh, as far as, like, an outlier besides the quarterbacks, um, I don't know. It, it seems to me that it's highly likely it's going to come down to one of those players uh, that I just said. I, I don't think they're going to have some kind of surprise pick, and I don't think they're going to trade up. That would surprise me for Will Anderson. Uh, but again, the outlier is if they like one of those quarterbacks and they fall to him at six, uh, that would be something. And they do have the draft capital to trade up, but I'm going to get into this a little bit later because I'm, I'm going to dig a lot deeper into the other parts of the draft today is uh, just, uh, you know, uh, that you need draft capital to move up for specific positions later on. If there's a player you've been targeting and want very badly and he starts to you start to get worried that he's going to be taken right before you pick. So uh, Lions are in great shape. They've got nine picks in the draft and uh, they've got maneuverability. They can do a number of different things. Uh, as far as the uh, Jamison uh, Williams situation, I don't think it's going to affect what the Lions are going to do in the draft one way or the other. I think they were going to take an outside receiver anyway. And it's not going to be a first-round pick, I don't believe. It's going to be in that sweet spot for wide receivers, second, third round, maybe even fourth, where they got Amara St. Brown. Uh, they got a number of different directions that they can go. And there are some wide receivers that fit them uh, that people haven't talked about, and we'll get into that today. See, I like I like that you brought up Jameson Williams because that has been the big talk is will this affect what they do in the draft? And I, I agree with you, Pat. I don't think it should change anything in what they plan on doing early on in the draft. But I do have one question about Will Anderson because this time last year, talking heads across America were saying that he would be the first pick in last year's draft and teams are going to be lucky to get him next year. Now, next year is here. And it seems like, you know, they're talking about him falling as far as to six. Is that just based on team needs and quarterbacks, or do you think he has legitimately dropped on some people's boards? Well, I think part of it, uh, it has to do with uh, he was so incredibly productive two years ago so that even when he was really very, very productive this year, it uh, you know it was like, oh, he's really not as good as they said he was, which is ridiculous. Uh, he was outstanding. Alabama wasn't, you know, they lost a couple games this year. So and then they weren't in the college football playoff, uh, but he's the best football player in this draft. I don't think there's much question in my mind. And if he's there for the Lions at six, he's a no-brainer because he's not just he's not just somebody you can line up on the edge. You can play him uh, in some off-the-ball ways. You can move him around on your defense, and he's so talented in a certain way that if he's on the field. You're going to have to account where he's at at all times if you move him around. It's what Dallas did so effectively with Micah Parsons. Remember when I talked about Micah Parsons? It's a very similar thing, although they play different positions in college. You know, Anderson was an edge, and Parsons, believe it or not, was an off-the-ball linebacker. 
but you could see where if you put him on the edge, he could do that. And Anderson's about 253 pounds, moves very well. And if you moved him inside or had him in a variety of different positions, he has that type of versatility to do it. That's the difference between him and somebody like Tyree Wilson, who's right now has played stand-up defensive outside linebacker or defensive end in the old high school defense is 5-2. That's uh, the difference between Jalen Carter. You pretty much know where he's going to be all the time if you he didn't have this off-the-field issues. Anderson provides some versatility. And in the NFL, it's almost you're, you're trying to throw the offense off all the time. And you're trying to surprise him. And Anderson gives you that type of versatility. It's a no-brainer if he's there. All right. So now we talked about six. What about 18? Now I'm seeing reports the Lions are intrigued on trading out of that pick and trading back. Do you think that's likely? Or do you see it more likely that they stay pat at 18 and pick a player? Uh, They do have flexibility to be able to trade out of that pick. It depends on what it is. I wouldn't do that because uh, unless they get a a pick that's relatively close to that pick, because then uh, the the cachet, the uh, value that they have of having two first-round picks is diminished a great deal. So, you know, what's so great about their draft? Uh, They've got a lot of picks, nine. They've got four picks in the first 55. And but it's also having two picks in the first 18. And uh, it would surprise me unless it's something that's really, really good or it's just, hey, you know, they're dropping down a couple picks trading out of 18, you know, to get more. And also, how many draft picks do you actually need? So the only thing I could see is if there's an outlier, like uh, say they plan on taking a running back. All right. Uh, B. John Robinson, obviously, is a great back. And if he's there or something like that, uh, maybe they would trade up, you know, to try to get him. Or if they're targeting somebody that to take DeAndre Swift's spot, which is the fleet running back, the guy that you get nine or ten uh, touches a game and uh, makes big plays for you. Uh, Devin A-Chain uh, from uh, Texas A&M, for example, or uh spears uh from tulane those are the backs of gibbs uh from alabama these are smaller backs who are explosive players but not necessarily the you know the the body punchers like they have david montgomery he's going to be that guy running in between the tackles they do that uh and uh you know have a trade possibly where they move on from swift and i don't know what swift's value is at this point Obviously, he's a very good player. Obviously, he's on the last year of his deal. Uh, obviously, you know, the Lions aren't looking to, you know, I don't know, move up, uh, down or whatever from the talent from that position. But I think they would like some cap relief from there if it's uh, uh, possible to get a player of similar ilk that they're targeting. But I don't know what other teams would be thinking about uh, DeAndre Swift. Obviously, he's very good. Obviously, he's had some issues with injuries. And he's starting to get, you know, the point where he's pricey for a running back. Sure. So you definitely see them trying to improve their running back room earlier on in the draft, more so than the later parts? The running back is the key point of the draft, you know, in a way for the Lions. That DeAndre Swift situation, the running backs that are available, obviously it starts with Bajin Robinson because he's such a great player. 
uh, and uh, then it goes to these other backs that I just mentioned. The uh, A-Chains, very swift player from Texas A&M, big time potential, probably dropped a little bit in the eyes of people just simply because Texas A&M was such a mess last year, other than one game. And then uh, you had, uh, uh, you know, Spears, who was such a good player at the uh, Senior Bowl, but he's had a couple ACL injuries. So, but he, you know, he just stood out and he was an amazingly productive player at Tulane, which by the end of the year was in the top 25 and legitimately. And then you have somebody like Gibbs, who's better than both those guys. And where is he going to go in the draft? Again, a smaller back, explosive. You don't want to have him have too many touches. But they really had a good formula going last year with the running the one back inside and then having somebody who can do something. And then it's like, well, what are you going to do in the future? How are you going to set that up? And if you get a player in the second or third round that you think is as good as Swift, who, by the way, was a second round draft pick and uh, doesn't, you know, the, 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 the guaranteed money's not that much, the dead cap hits not that much, all that you're setting yourself up for the following year where you can do a little bit more. So it just depends on it, but it is a fulcrum point for the draft, Evan, in the trades. All right. So are there any other players that Lion fans should keep an eye out for that would A, either fit this team well, or B, that you just think that, I, I don't even know how to word it, but that you just think the Lions have their eye on a little bit later down in the draft. Maybe not necessarily Thursday or early Friday, but going into three, four, five, those kind of Well, I, I would tell you about wide receivers. Uh, there's a couple wide receivers to look out for. One of them is called, his name is A.T. Perry from Wake Forest. Uh, he was a big-time producer last year and a pretty good year before, but particularly last year. For Wake Forest, he was Sam Hartman's primary target. He's six foot three. Uh, he's going to go uh, relatively early in the draft. He hasn't been talked about a lot, but he's an X receiver, an outside receiver, Evan. And they need somebody who can stretch the field. And uh, he's somebody that uh, is somebody who run down the field and uh, beat press coverage, do those things. Now he's not a perfect prospect. He's you know some hey, he does drops the ball. A little bit too much. I think he had eight drops, but he caught a lot of touchdown passes, had a lot of yards, uh, and is a big receiver uh, who can high point the ball. Another player to watch out for, everybody talks about Hyatt, because he got all the ink at uh, Tennessee last year. You know, when him and Hendon Hooker, uh, you know, in their air, air raid offense, you know, did so well. But he actually uh, isn't the guy that uh, fits the Lions most. It's actually Cedric Tillman who is his teammate who was hurt last year, and he's a player with uh, a lot of potential. And, again, he's an outside guy. Where Hyatt's kind of a small receiver. He's kind of a the body type of Jamison Williams, uh, maybe not the same speed, uh, that type of thing. Now, this is one of those guys that you line up and, you know, trips right, you know, tight formation. Look at the uh, touchdown pass against Minnesota and the home game in which they matched one-on-one uh, -on -one coverage with Shark, and then he just ran past the guy, and they threw the ball to him. Uh, this is the type of player that can do the same thing. Similar skill set to DJ Shark, and a little bit bigger than Williams. Uh, a lot bigger than Williams, actually. This is a sound player. Another player to watch out for, I really like this guy. Um, his name is Rasheed Rice uh, from uh, SMU. 
another very productive receiver that, uh, you know, is going to go in that uh, sweet spot for wide receivers. So I'd look out for those guys uh, there. Um, also, the tight ends is a position I think they're going to actually address in this draft. And I, I don't think, uh, you know, Meyer's going to be there where they're going to be taking a tight end or uh, Kincaid. And I wouldn't take Kincaid for the Lions' particular offense. He's more of a receiver, you know, uh, kind of like, uh, the, you know, the poor man's Travis Kelsey. Uh, we use the comparables uh, than a blocker. Uh, I love Musgrave from uh, Oregon State. Now, if he drops the 48, which I can't imagine he will, uh, he would be an ideal pick. Uh, for the Lions, I don't think they would take a tight end at 18th, though, uh, given uh, the, what the basic needs are. And also, I'm really uh, looking at uh, different players uh, to look out for. Uh, I would say Steve Avila. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Uh, from TCU. It's not Avila. Avila, I'm not sure, but uh, yeah, I'm just saying it because bad, that bad name, you know, Avila. for this town. Yeah, people will be that's the first thing they'll say, you know. Yeah, that's a good one, Evan, because I didn't even think about that, but that'll be the first thing somebody will say. Uh, from TCU, he's a massive guard, and uh, he can, you know, he, that's a need for the Lions down the road. Uh, Cody Mock, uh, from North Dakota State is uh, somebody who uh, played tackle you know, in FCS ball, but uh, very talented, uh, held his own, certainly in, in senior bowl time, and, and can, has the versatility to play guard and uh, tackle. And he may go a little sooner than people think, but if he's around there uh, where the Lions pick in the second round, he would almost be a no-brainer. Another player people haven't talked about is Keon White. Uh, he is listed as an edge from Georgia Tech, but he's somebody that a uh, little more uh, uh, able to play uh, in the down position. Uh, and he's a big dude. He's 285 pounds. And he's about the ideal size uh, uh, for a uh, – uh, the Lions are running the 3-4, that end spot, like Kaminsky plays or whatever. 
it's inside in a three four, right? It's really a defensive tackle. It's what you know JJ Watt played for Houston. He wasn't standing up all the time. Uh, Keon White is somebody that hasn't been mentioned for the Lions and is somebody that definitely uh, could fall into a position where they possibly could take him. Another player to look at to me is a kid named Tucker Kraft. He's a tight end from South Dakota State, again, an FCS player, uh, but with the physical tools more of anything, and he can block. So he's somebody that I would look at uh, down the road uh, for the uh, Lions that people haven't talked about that could possibly fall into their uh, draft pick. So those are the guys that I would look at uh, off the top of my head uh, as potential picks for the Lions. Also, there's a lot of corners. So if uh, they don't draft uh, Christian Gonzalez, there's a number of corners that fall into place, and particularly at 18. Um, you know, everybody's talked about Deontay Banks. He's from Maryland, and he was like a workout warrior. Uh, but the corner that I really like is Emmanuel Forbes uh, from Mississippi State. Uh, if they were going to go at 18, uh, all he's ever done uh, is make plays. Uh, he makes tons of plays, and he's got some size. So he's a real ball hawk and uh, could play outside corner for them. Little thin, you know, a lot of th every one of these guys has got something to be concerned about. So none of them are perfect prospects. Uh, as far as uh, you know, looking at the later picks in the draft, those are the guys uh, that I would pick. And everybody said, well, what about uh, you know a, uh, a three-technique tackle? I, the one I like is uh, Kiamu uh, uh, Benton from uh, Wisconsin. Uh, he's going to be possibly there when the Lions get to the second round. Uh, he's about 305. Uh, and he's just a really, really good football player that fits everything that they like. Also, uh, I would consider uh, Jonathan Bergeron uh, from Syracuse as a potential Lions draft pick. Again, tackle, guard, MO, uh, can do a number of things. I think of those players that I mentioned, there's a high probability the Lions will take one of those offensive linemen, whichever one they like or how the draft all plays out. Now, Pat, I don't know how how close you pay attention to draft odds from these sports books. And for instance, the one that I'm going to reference today is FanDuel, and it's just based on the Lions' six overall pick. And the only reason I bring this up is because you mentioned a corner. And so, right now, currently, as we sit here Tuesday afternoon at 12:30 p.m., Devin Witherspoon is the odds-on favorite, and then it goes Jalen Carter and Christian Gonzalez. And so, the reason that I ask that. Do you think that there's that big of a separation between Witherspoon and Gonzalez? I know we've talked about these two at length a little bit, but is there that big of a, a something that separates the two players, in your opinion? Well, it's athleticism. Yeah, athleticism. And also, uh, look, I, I love Witherspoon. Witherspoon's a great football player. All right? I mean, if you don't like watching Devin Witherspoon play and you're like a hardcore football guy, you know, Evan putting on his pads for the Big Red or whatever at the Chippewa Valley. How would I do against Devin Witherspoon? Uh, no, I mean, uh, you know, so he's a football player. Uh, and he's pretty athletic. I mean, he ran a sub four or five. He's, he's got, you know, a lot going for him. The reason I say Gonzalez is he's a little longer. He's a little bigger. He's only 20 years old. All right, people don't realize that about him. He's just coming into his own as an athlete you know, is physical maturity. 
Uh, so he's, he's a better athlete, and he's a very good football player. I mean, you know, he's in the top, uh, you know, 30 or so in the pro football focus rankings among 657 corners, very productive. Uh, some of the things that I've heard, uh, you know, about, uh, well, he's not maybe that great a tackler. He's a really good tackler. You know, I watch him play a lot. Uh, obviously, uh, I think he's a very good tackler. Maybe I'm missing something that, uh, you know, draft gurus know that I don't know or something, but uh, there's really not much to complain about with him. The one thing with Witherspoon that is concerned uh, from watching him play uh, is he's handsy. You know, he looks like a pass interference penalty about to happen all the time. As a matter of fact, he got flagged a lot for that. Uh, you know, which uh, he would have to take, uh, you know, develop. But they're both great football players. So uh, the one thing that I don't agree with is this. Uh, I don't know. And look, I love Lions fans. You know that. I don't. Yeah. You know, and but having been through a lot of this, is the cornerback, cornerback, cornerback. Don't take a corner no matter what. You know, to me, that is uh, absolutely ridiculous. It's you know among their biggest needs. And uh, they, they should, I think they'll take two corners in this draft if they keep nine picks because their cornerback room is thin just because they signed a couple free agents. One, there is some uncertainty about how re much how ready he's going to be for the start of the season and how much he's going to be able to actually participate in the offseason program, Emmanuel Forbes. Uh, Mosley, I meant, uh, yeah. is uh, you know, going to be uh, – they they need corners. They've got Jacobs, who's a you know might project as a backup guy, and that's basically it, other than Cam Sutton and Mosley. Right. So, and that, you know, corners. So many years I've seen the Lions just pulling corners, just uh, off practice squads elsewhere or whatever uh, that you know couldn't play. It's a position that you need a lot of depth. Um, is there any thought you think on the Lions side about drafting a safety? I know that you've got Gardner Johnson in, and that's a one-year deal. So that's a one-year deal. Right. Um, Tracy Walker is coming off of an Achilles, so you don't know exactly what you're getting there. Kirby Joseph, yes, he had a very nice rookie year, but now that there's film on him, you know what not to do when he's on the field. He's gotta he's gotta become a better tackler. All right. So, uh, that's that where the question mark is with him, you know, is tackling. The last line of defense is a tackler. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's possible. It is. Uh, it, you know, again, Walker, how healthy is he going to be? You come off major injury like that. Uh, certainly. Uh, you know, the top uh, safety everybody talks about is Brian Branch, and he's a pretty versatile player from Alabama. I like uh, uh, Quentin Johnson from. Uh, Texas A&M is a safety, so he's a very good player and a possibility. Uh, a hybrid player that I would look at is uh, the kid from Iowa. Is it Manley, uh, the uh, corner? Mm -hmm. uh, oh, Moss. I'm sorry, Moss. Zach Moss. Uh, he is uh, somebody who uh, he's he's got versatility to play corner or safety, and he's a ball hawk and a tough kid. So uh, there's a number of players they could take at safety, and it wouldn't be a bad deal. But uh, kind of a hybrid player would probably work best. Branch is that, and uh, so is uh, a Moss. Sweet. Robin All right. Moss. We're just hours away at this moment from the draft on Thursday. Is there anything that we didn't cover, Pat, that you would like to mention before we wrap up Busting Balls? 
Uh, I would say this, uh, you know, uh, it'd be interesting if Mozzie Smith is there at uh, 48 uh, from Michigan, uh, because, uh, you know, everybody says, well, you don't want to take uh, uh, Carter because of uh, off the field issue. Yet you're saying that about uh, uh, Moss or about, uh, you know, uh, about Mozzie Smith. But my my opinion, uh, Mozzie Smith is somebody that uh, could fit the Lions, even though he, he's technically a nose. I mean, he's 330 pounds. And the difference there is it's a $3 million guaranteed contract. Mm-hmm. All right. And I don't think it was quite as egregious as some of the other things that you hear about Carter. But it's $3 million guaranteed instead of $28 million guaranteed, taking uh, Carter at six. So uh, the risk is a lot less, and there could be a high reward for him. I don't know whether he'll last. I don't know how much it's going to go. But if he's there at 48, that would be a great pick uh, for the Lions. Among the local guys, I think that's uh, the one that I would look at the most uh, when it comes down to it. I think Morris is going to be drafted late. Uh, Reed, the wide receiver from Michigan State, is uh, you know he's somebody who's going to be drafted. But I'm expecting it on the third day of it not the second day like some of the reports that I've heard about. Just not quite that explosive. And uh, smaller size, which could affect him more than people think in the NFL. And uh, also, uh, just one more thing on it. Uh, Berenger, the punter from Michigan State? Yeah. Yeah, he's he's the best punter. And uh, Jake Moody is the best kicker, I think. Although it's kind of close b- between him and Rulin. Who used to kick at Michi- or Eastern Michigan before he went to Maryland. So. Uh, those are uh, some things when it comes down to the local players. And also, uh, Zach Jarbonet is a pretty good player. He's yeah, going to get drafted. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think by the Lions, I don't think he fits what they're looking for. Uh, no, he's like a power back. He doesn't have as much finesse as the others that you've talked about. Yeah, a little high. And a quarterback that I really like, uh, I've talked about two quarterbacks a lot. One is Jake Hayner. Uh, if he's on the board for the Lions, uh, that would be a good pick for them from Fresno State. He's the one quarterback in the draft that I, for where he would be drafted, that I really, really like. Um, I think he has a chance to be an NFL starter. Strong arm, uh, not ideal size and all that, but uh, he's he's somewhat mobile, very good player. Played for DeBoer, who's now Washington, uh, in his first part. And Tedford was coach last year, the same uh, uh he was uh, uh, Jared uh, Goff's uh, – he recruited Jared Goff to Cal. So he's played for some uh, coaches who really know what they're doing. And then the other uh, quarterback that I like is uh, Dorian Thompson Robinson, mm-hmm. as a, like a third-day pick. Uh, if he's there, and uh, he's somebody that uh, I think is somewhat underrated when it comes down to the quarterbacks. I think he's got a chance. I'm not talking about taking him in the third round. I'm talking about, hey, man, this guy's in the – sixth or seventh round, uh, you know, he's got a chance, I think, to play in the league and maybe be a dark horse. Well, I love it, Pat. I say uh, roughly around this time next week, we regroup and then we can talk about the Lions newest players. Well, we'll do that. And uh, also just a reminder to everybody, uh, don't forget to like us. Okay. Uh, Go to uh, uh, the Google uh, uh, Play Store, the iTunes Store, uh, where you get your podcast at odyssey.com. Uh, Pat Caputo 98. You can follow me. You can follow Evan at King of the KFC. 
uh, on Twitter, and uh, we always post it up there. Of course, the 97.1 The Ticket Facebook page, my Facebook page, all that stuff uh, to download, like, uh, subscribe, all those different things. And it's not just about the NFL draft. We've been doing a lot of NFL here, but pretty soon the Major League Baseball draft is coming up. There's a lot of interest in that. The NHL draft and the NBA draft. This is kind of the time of the year where we really ramp it up and do a lot of podcasts because the drafts are coming up. And it's always about drafts, prospects, and the future. So we look at all these different teams and where they're going uh, in the future. And we'll talk to you next week about the uh, NFL uh, draft and what the Lions finally do. And uh, I'm confident they're not going to take a long snapper. And I'm confident uh, that uh, that that's going to be a factor. I don't know, man. The long snapper pick, Jimmy Lordy's Snapalicious, still haunts me. <laughs> Who takes a long snapper in the sixth round? And that, he doesn't make and the team. Cut him. And then cut him. And they cut him, yeah. You know, and I, and I think if they take a quarterback, it'll be better than by Felicia. I mean, Brad Kaye, uh, whose mother was actually Felicia. Mm-hmm. You can't make that stuff up. And uh, also, uh, you know, Jake Rudock, the local guy, you know, and I don't think they're going to take a cornerback who runs like a snail. I love it. No, I mean, I think I have confidence in these guys that they're not going to take a cornerback that runs like, you know, four eight or something. All right. So, I'm going to hold you to it. OK. And until uh, next, we always appreciate Evan and all that stuff. Appreciate you, buddy. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.